welcome. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're a team of five badass women who will be your sommeliers to the marketing world. We work and whiteboard together at our nine to five every day in B2B marketing. We're a small, scrappy team that's picked up a few secret hacks along the way, and we want to share our crazy ideas with you. Let's call it an anything but ordinary guide to marketing and design. From Chardonnay to Rosé, we've got your marketing sips and design tips. Now that's worth raising a glass to. So grab your favorite vino and join us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Wine and Whiteboards. I have the gang all here. We've got Paige, Sarah, myself, Kelly, and Katie. And today we want to talk to you about personality tests and more specifically about how we've used personality tests to build a strong marketing team. Well, you might be thinking, why this topic? Well, it's because we personally believe that personality tests really help teams work more productively together, communicate more effectively, they help you understand each other better, and it really helps create a feeling of empathy across your team, and it helps people feel understood. Because sometimes just understanding people a little bit and taking time to stop and look at something from someone else's perspective can go a really long way. And in addition, we believe personality tests reveal your strengths and weaknesses individually and as a team. So today we're going to dive into what the Myers-Briggs 16 personalities test is, why we think it's important. We'll also discuss what we've learned individually from taking this uh, test. By the way, it is free and we will share the links later on. And then we wanna dive into how you can use personality tests to strengthen your marketing team. And we also realized that we called this episode or this podcast Wine and Whiteboards, but we haven't actually shared with you what wines we're drinking during this because we always have a glass in front of us. So I'm actually going to let Katie tell you guys what wine she's drinking first because it's a little different than the rest of ours. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, I can't remember if we've mentioned it on the past uh, three episodes, but I am expecting my first baby. So it was a great time to launch Wine and Whiteboards um, during the COVID pandemic. Um, but I am pregnant, so I can't participate in the wine drinking part. Um, but I did find a great substitute. Um, I found this free wine. I got it at Kroger. It's alcohol removed. So I do get to have a little bit of fun. I am looking forward to after the baby indulging in my first glass with this awesome group of ladies. Yeah, I think it's pretty fun um, that Katie can participate in her own little way. But Kelly and I were talking a little bit and we were laughing that at least no one's noticed that we've been drinking while we've been recording these. So at least we're somewhat professional when we're delivering. (laughs) I didn't Um, even think of that. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) For myself, I'm drinking some port, um, so that's one of my nice uh, luxuries at night. So I like to try and do that with the the podcast. I kind of sip away as I go. So it's a, I guess I should say, it's a just a Kroger brand, so it's super cheap and easy to to drink. <laughs> I am drinking a nice little rosé today in lieu of getting ready for the summer, and we can rosé all day. So I figured it was sunny outside and whatnot. So I'm having a nice little glass of rosé. Rosé all day. And it's nice because last weekend was National Rosé Day. Mm-hmm. I actually missed rosé day. So I did the same as Kelly and, and went with a rosé. I went with a Chateau Grand Travers rosé, which is actually a local mm-hmm. Michigan wine. So 
big fan of that here and especially from uh, our home state which i also purchased at kroger look at that we're all kroger people i didn't know what your guys's wine was until i came here because i'm originally from minnesota so we have wineries but they're not necessarily as top notch as maybe traverse city is so i definitely try and go up there once a once a year and indulge in all of those i was gonna say i'm joining charlotte and drinking a traverse city special um it's chateau fontaine it's a 2017 Riesling, and this is from the Leelanau Peninsula region of Traverse City. So this one was special because they had weird temperatures that year where I think it was really hot and then it went really cold. So this particular version of the Riesling is will taste really different than any of the other ones. It's kind of like peach notes and it's like the perfect blend. So every time I've been going up there, I've been like, storing and gathering as many bottles as possible for later in case they run out that sounds delicious um if i pay you will you please get me one (laughs) sarah you know a lot about that wine did you guys go wine tasting up there i was like that's very specific and that's way more educated than i am on any of the wines i drink we go every time that i go up there so we went at christmas time and learned that and then i went again for I don't know, whenever I was just last up there, they seem to tell you it every time. So we just like hoard the bottles now, like, because I'm afraid they're gonna run out. Was it 2018 or 2019? 2017. Oh, 2017. Oh, nice. Yeah. They attribute it to the temperatures that year were just like super weird, so. Well, because Rieslings usually aren't that white. Like when you hold up your glass, there's really no color to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or build on your computer. Yeah, it's really different than, I think they, like, they sample, like, the different, I think, what'd you call it, Paige? Verticals is the mm-hmm. correct Verticals. term for the different years. Yeah. Um, and they do taste, like, very different for this one. I've, like, never experienced that before. Yeah, cool. Well, now that you guys know what we are drinking, we will go ahead and dive into what is the Myers-Briggs 16 personalities. Um, So for those who don't know, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator is an assessment that's believed to measure preferences and how people perceive the world and make decisions. And according to the Myers-Briggs test, there are 16 different personality types. So based on that, we use a free version called 16 Personalities. You can check them out at 16personalities.com. Don't worry, we're not sponsored by them, so we're not pushing this on you in any way. Um, This is something that we found on our own, and we love how much it's helped us communicate better as a team. It has some really cute animations, too, and it really builds out the profile once you take the test. So essentially, these are kind of the steps that you do. It's a 12-minute test that determines your personality type. You'll answer questions on whether you agree or disagree on topics. For example, do you enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people, agree or disagree? Me personally, I get a little stressed out. So that's kind of how it takes that into account when it builds out your profile. And it also kind of builds if you're more of an introvert or an extrovert personality type. Um, I kind of go in the middle. So that's kind of interesting. I think a few people on our team do as well. And there's really no right or wrong answers. You want to make sure you answer it honestly so you get the most accurate results. And once you take the test, you are assigned a personality type. And so we'll kind of jump into that and what ours are um, in a little bit. And I will say that I joined the marketing team later on than the original four did. So they have taken these tests a while ago. They knew their personalities. So I took it in the middle of, you know, COVID happening here. And so we're in a pandemic. So I tried to 
answer the questions, not like I am stuck um, in a pandemic and not wanting to be around a whole bunch of people and try to pretend that it was before this, how I would answer those questions. So just keep that in mind when you go to take it later on. Uh, I wanted to add in too that it's so important for these personality tests that you answer like completely honestly. It's sometimes it's hard to pick like, oh, well, I might react this way or I might agree with this, but um, like you might be like pulled and like feel like it's almost wrong. Um, you might be pulled to answer something that doesn't seem like, I don't know, like what you truly feel just because you feel like there's like a right or a wrong answer. But I don't, it's hard not to be like a little bit biased, but do your best. That's how you get the most accurate answers. And that's how you're going to learn the most about yourself and also about your team. I think one of the coolest parts, like once you take the personality test, you're given like a very complete overview and summary that includes kind of the overview about your type, your strengths and weaknesses, um, anything as far as like relationships go, whether that's romantic, friendships, parenthood, different career paths, and then workplace habits. And so it's something that's really great to be able to reference later on and also read about your coworkers. So why do we think it's important? I think um, I wanted to touch on a little bit when we started doing this. I joined the marketing team at our company a little over two years ago. And for the longest time, it was um, Charlotte Page and Sarah. And then uh, we had acquired a new company. So there was a new position that was available for me to come in and start working. And when you're used to just having three people and then a fourth person is thrown into the mix that you're working with 40 hours a week, like it does throw a wrench in things. And it's not because we didn't like each other or anything. Like I've worked with these girls for a long time before that on a marketing career development day. We can talk about that a different time. But like it was a whole like other vertical for marketing we had to get involved in and it I don't know it throws a wrench in your processes so we were like okay we need to figure out like how we can work better together and um, maybe like figure out some like dynamics so uh, the first time we did it was maybe like two and a half years ago almost I think and it's really helped us a lot ever since then work um, very efficiently together. I actually was trying to figure out the first time we did this and I don't was it when you first joined our team Katie I can't remember is I that kind so. of how we just okay that's cool yeah, and then we, um, we posted them all on the back of our door of our office so we could go and look at each other's um, strengths and weaknesses and that's when we found out that Charlotte and I are the same personality type. Oh sweet yeah well, and the interesting thing is, too, like, even though sometimes you might be the same personality as somebody else, there are different, it, it changes where your strengths and weaknesses may be. Like, you might have some strengths that are stronger than the other person, and you might lack something that they actually do better than you. So even though you have the same personality types, there are still going to be differences and nuances that you want to pay attention to. And it can affect... Um like the different roles, I would say, in a department too. Charlotte is a leader and I joined the team as a specialist. So I think the personality type as a manager is a little bit different than not necessarily like an entry level person, but if you aren't in like a management position too. And I think you do actually get those different results after the test. It, it specifically dives into um, workplace habits. One of the areas that we've actually really leveraged this where it's been helpful, and I think we can even do more of it, is with we hire a lot of freelancers to do things behind the scenes and help us out and make our team probably look a lot bigger than it actually is. 
And sometimes the dynamic between those freelancers can be a little bit challenging. And it's important for you to understand their their personality and their strengths and weaknesses. And it's also good in helping you find culture fits. because And sometimes you also have areas on the team that you need to fill. And you're looking for somebody who has certain traits, like maybe attention to detail or um, creativity or spontaneity, whatever it is, you're going to have certain uh, characteristics that you're looking for. And this can help you dive into that. And you don't necessarily want to have the same personality type throughout your entire company or department because it's really nice to be able to fill those those gaps with other people and they have different expertise like Sarah's more creative versus I'm more task oriented. So where I lack on the creativity side, she kind of fills that in and then I'm able to execute it. So there's really that type of like balance when it comes to team members and working and communicating essentially as a team. And it's helped us as a team so much just by getting getting to know each other on a deeper level. And I think there was even one time when we um, were asking anyone that we worked with cross functionally or cross departmentally to take it as well, just to help us work with them. Not because we weren't getting along or anything, but just to be proactive and say like, hey, we haven't worked together before. So do you mind taking this so I can understand um, how you work and what makes you you? And it was actually really, really helpful. Sorry about that. Yeah, I actually did that when I was mentoring someone. I wanted to see what their personality type was so I could help them and mentor them better. So I was able to ask them to do it. They were super open to it. I reviewed it and I was able to know how to communicate them with them and give feedback. And that was really helpful for me to reference when I ran into any issues or any questions I was having. Um, And I I think it was a great ad. So do we want to dive into what we've learned about each other and talk about our personality types? Let's do it. So the first grouping, I guess we'll call it, because we actually have three people out of this group of five who are all the same personality type. Uh, Myself, Kelly, and Katie are all ENFJ, which is categorized as the protagonist in 16 personalities. So Paige actually found this stat, and Paige, this is kind of cool. Uh, The ENFJ is one of the rarest personality types. Only about 2 to 3% of the population are ENFJs. So it's kind of interesting that we have three of them on our team. Some of our key strengths are the fact that we're team players. We can be charismatic. We have a desire to do good and have an impact. ENFJs tend to be natural leaders, and they tend to be really reliable. I like to hear those traits. I think those are good traits, and maybe I'm biased, but... uh, I think those are, I would say that those are decent. I actually um, don't think your guys' weaknesses are that big of weaknesses either. You guys are apparently idealistic, a little sensitive, and can struggle to make tough decisions, which I honestly think most people in the world kind of run into that issue. So your weaknesses aren't necessarily that out of the, you know, the spectrum. But some of the interesting things that I pulled was that your guys' careers, they kind of break it down to like, what are possible careers that someone would go into when it comes to this personality. And your guesses were guidance counselors, public relations, art directors, and human resources. So I definitely saw the correlation of you guys are more of a a lending hand and like a a guidance for people. Um, And I know that Charlotte had mentioned it earlier, though, that even though you could have the same personality type, that you could obviously have different traits. And one of the things within this test, um, it also will tell you famous people who have the same personality type that you do. 
And so after we took it, we all pulled out a couple of names that we were pretty proud about that they were the same as us. But what was interesting with the three of us having the same personality type, we were all drawn to individual, like different people that we thought was cool that that was, you know, matched our personality type. So I thought that was a little bit interesting that we're all the same, but yet we clearly have little differences here. So these people are, um, some of them are Oprah, Daenerys Targaryen. If you don't know who she is, I don't know if we can be friends. Just kidding. (laughs) It's from Game of Thrones. But I'm thinking more like seasons like one through seven, because she was a little crazy in the last one. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And um, Jennifer Lawrence. I was going to say that I like the fact that we're kind of like Oprah, where it's like, you get a gift, you get a gift. (laughs) Like, I, I like that that is part of our personality trait. That makes me very happy. I had made a comment that... I think that we're more the people that will aim to find a compromise rather than really like pushing for what we might want as an end result of something. Because I know personally, if I get something that I want and I know that someone else is unhappy because they didn't get what they want, there's part of me that is still like very unsatisfied knowing that someone else is upset. So I feel like we're more of those like, middle ground like we want everyone to win you get a gift you get a gift you get a gift (laughs) I think part of that's like our idealistic nature because like in an ideal scenario everybody would get what they want and actually Sarah I'm gonna say that you're really good at calling me out in this scenario because I feel like I have this like vision of things where I'm like oh we could do this or this and you're like well hold on a second let's like tone it like you like you're really good at asking like what is our priority what do we really need to do to get this accomplished? Like, instead of entertaining, like, my little, like, idealistic dreams, you're very good at dragging me back down to earth and saying, like, that would be awesome, but that's not realistic right now. And I think that's a really good balance, and it shows that having different personalities and different perspectives is really important, because that's definitely a good role that Sarah plays to balance me out. Charlotte likes a good shiny object. I love a good shiny object. Which she isn't always no. bad. <laughs> I actually posted an Instagram post today or an Instagram story about shiny objects because I'm reading a book called Atomic Habits right now. And he was basically saying that like shiny objects are uh, the biggest distraction to progress and building habits. So I was like, what a good reminder. Like, <laughs> need to get better at that. But I think you need those kind of people on your team, too, right? You need someone to keep pushing you forward and to be thinking, like, 20 steps ahead of you because otherwise you're just never going to get there and you're never even going to know where you're aiming to go. So you got to have the little people who are way up here and then the people who are down here trying to get it all done and they balance each other perfectly. Yeah, I agree. It's It's important for vision and having, like, those stretch goals for sure. Um, Charlotte, I wanted to touch on something that you had said earlier. So ENFJ is one of the rarest personality types with that only being two to three percent of the population. But somehow there's three of us. So we're not a very big team. There's only five people on our team. How did the majority of us end up with this personality type? I was thinking about it when we were making our outline for the episode. And we've heard before, I don't know where, that like likes like. So I'm wondering if we just all kind of like gravitate towards each other. And I was noticing that even at work, but also I married an ENFJ. So I'm like, wait, how did I end up with all of these people of the same personality type? I don't know. We just must 
come together and find each other. <laughs> What's that saying about birds of a feather? Like <laughs> birds, birds of a of feather a flock together. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. I'm the one with the birding hobby now, so I, I would know that. <laughs> <laughs> so when Paige and I were going through kind of how we wanted to tackle this topic, one of the interesting things was we wanted to highlight stories that kind of showed uh, certain traits within our personalities, for example. And it was hard to find stories for us three. And I think part of the reason is we're very, uh, I don't feel like we have dreams. Like, for example, we don't have, we're pretty even keel, I guess would be the best way to say it. Like, we don't have these extreme moments where we go up and down, up and like, we're just very like, okay, here it comes, whatever. Like, and we work through it. And we're very balanced. I'm sure there's some crazy stories that we could definitely think of, but like I couldn't really think of any. So Paige and Sarah, please, if you guys have any, uh, share those with us. Please enlighten us. Well, I thought of like a couple of things that weren't necessarily stories, but might like give an idea of what my personality type is or like of an ENFJ. So I was thinking that like I typically try to convey my personality tone in email. So we have these things that are frequently called the Katie emails because they have a bunch of like smiley faces and exc like exclamation points in them. And I know that like some people view it as unprofessional and whatever, but we have a pretty cool workplace and I don't really think anyone is super judgy. I'm willing to risk the smiley faces and the exclamation points in order to like let someone fully know how I'm feeling. Like hey, I'm really happy about this. Like, I want you to know that I'm excited to send you this email. So I don't know. That's like a little bit about like our charismatic trait, I guess. And I will say that I feel the exact same way. So it makes sense that we are the same personality type because I am also all for adding in as many emojis and exclamation points as I can. I was so pumped when I found out that we can add in more than just the regular smiley and like frowny face into those where you get even more emojis that like made my day so i'm right there with you on these emails but aren't you guys also the ones that like if you don't put an exclamation point or a smiley face it means you're pissed off or mad i mean in most <laughs> cases you know what i mean like passive aggressively slightly like there was no smiley face in that email which like doesn't always mean i'm angry but like could mean i'm angry I'll start yeah, to use get an email from me and it doesn't have an exclamation point or a smiley face in it. I don't know. Maybe I'm like a little salty about something. <laughs> yeah, because I want to use per my last email, but I feel like that's too forward and I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so you just get no exclamation points. Like, I will filter it too. Like, if it's like a client or like a vendor that I don't know or like an industry partner that I don't know super well, like I will, I will filter it. I'm like not like put like a whole bunch of crap <laughs> in it so like it doesn't like always mean that but um I would say like most of the time but I know that if I get an email from someone that just starts it with Katie comma I'm like oh my god are they mad at me <laughs> like, like is this gonna be a bad email well it's just us trying to be like charismatic because we know that people like to do work with people that they like so we're like we'll make them like us by adding smiley faces and exclamation points and all will be well in the world mm -hmm. then i thought of one more example um i think there was something that i reread our personality type last night just to um 
jog my memory. And there was something in it that was about like reciprocating effort. So I definitely noticed that if I put a lot of effort like into a project or a deliverable or something like that, and I'm like either like wrapping it up or sending it out to whoever it needs to go to. And I either like don't get a response or like someone just says like, thanks, or, like without anything else or whatever. I'm kind of like, oh, like that's kind of like a bummer. Like I put all this effort into something for you and like I didn't even like really get a response on it. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's like frustration or more like, oh, I wanted to please you more. <laughs> You just need the thanks, and all they need to do is an exclamation point or a smiley face, and you'd be happy. Yep, I'll take. So noted for the rest of the group, if we didn't pick up on this already or already know this, if Katie does something for us, let's make sure that we acknowledge it and let her know how it's being used and how it's helpful and include a smiley face and an exclamation point in the email. Well, do you guys, like Kelly and Charlotte, do you guys feel that way too? Like, do you feel like you want your level of effort to be reciprocated? wholeheartedly 100% very it's much where I'm like if I put the effort and energy into something and you don't seem to care or it doesn't seem as important to you as it was to me then that's very frustrating that's a good way of putting it I can always tell when there's a thanks period and I'm like shit it's gonna blow up <laughs> who puts periods after thanks that's like when you're really upset if you put periods after thanks we're going to assume you're a jerk. <laughs> so I hope none of you do that out there. So that's probably, you guys probably have a good sense for the ENFJ. I personally want to talk about the ESTJ, who is Paige. And this uh, personality type is known as the executive according to 16 personalities, which I find very funny because Paige is a graphic designer, and then you hear executive of someone who's very buttoned up and maybe not very creative, but here's Paige, this brilliant designer. So I find it ironic, personally. I know. I, I'm looking at this, and it says known as one of the most hated personality types. That makes me so sad. <laughs> I feel like Paige has so many friends around the office, and we all clearly like her a lot. I, I think know. it took a while. I think it took a while to make those friends, though, Katie. Like, Paige, correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm speaking out of turn, but Paige has resting bitch face, <laughs> and sometimes it can be hard for people to warm up to her. But once you do, real obviously. Quick how Charlotte didn't know what RBF stood for, like, oh. last week. <laughs> you had to tell her. I know the term. I didn't recognize the acronym. Yeah, I got to break out of my shell slowly. So it's like a you love me or hate me kind of thing. But I do like the term executive. Part of my my strengths is that I like to organize. I'm very task oriented. I'm practical and realistic, um, hardworking, strong leadership, etc. It's essentially everything you want on a resume. And pretty proud of that side of things. But the weaknesses are, well, they're shit. I'm insensitive, uh, inflexible, stubborn. I can be bossy. I have a difficult time expressing emotion. So I'd like to say those aren't true, but they are pretty close to home. So I do think my ESTJ personality is spot on. So I have to tell a story about Paige. So we were at our conference that we host a couple years ago. And we had wrapped up the conference. Things were good. 
and we were having happy hour, but we still had to pick up some of our stuff. Like we had to roll up banners, we had to clean up the conference room, all of that stuff. And somebody was rolling up a banner, apparently incorrectly or not the way that Paige liked. And she maybe had had a few drinks at happy hour and was like finger pointing as this person was rolling the banner saying like, no, you're doing it wrong. That's not right. Like, and I just remember us capturing this on a real short video that I think has since disappeared. Yeah, that video will never come to life. And I have made sure to have a cap on the amount of drinks I do with uh, working events. <laughs> it was after the event, to be fair. But yes, I may or may not have said you weren't doing it right. But in my term, it was no, no. <laughs> Everybody has a work event where they've had too much to drink. It's a lesson learned. And let's be honest, it was the first time we had hosted the event and we were celebrating. It was a big milestone and it was a big deal. So I just want to throw that out there. That Paige deserved every single drink she had. You'll learn when you have to be up at 7 a.m. the next morning. Yeah, your weaknesses may come out when you have that third glass. But I do think it's funny that the bossiness does kind of come to light with some of the career choices that they they introduce. So mine were police officers, military, a judge, teacher, accountant. Um, so I thought those were kind of funny that I went the complete opposite direction. And I'm a graphic designer. So I, I do see some of my attributes of my strengths that come out in design, but I'm definitely not the artiste that would have been um, my career, I guess, in the future. I feel feel like that military aspect came out in my example. You're like, no, no. I wish everyone could see me right now. I'm like moving my arm up and down and like pointing a finger. It's very animated, but unfortunately you cannot see that. Um, I also want to point out that the famous people that it related to, if we have any Office fans, Dwight Schrute is an executive. And so that is who Paige relates to. As a Star Wars fan, I want to call out my favorite, and they say that Darth Vader is the same person type as Paige. I don't know what evil things she has done, but maybe I feel it's like, like a little Paige out to be this like horrible person, and she's really very loving. So don't don't let this um don't make any judgments. Yeah, I was gonna actually say that I do like the Dwight Schrute correlation. I recently watched The Office with my husband from start to finish, and I'd like to say the beginning of Dwight was more of a robot, but the end, I will agree that I I do see similarities, and I think he's more of a human, but he does like order. He does like things done in a certain way, and so like there's some correlation there, but I actually, I wrote this down for myself when I was reviewing my personality type, and I said that I was the Marie Kondo of marketing, which I thought was kind of cute, I love to organize and I'm really not afraid to throw things away. I remember when I started with the team, I was going through our marketing files and I was just overwhelmed by the amount of like disorganization there was. And I was like, so can I like get rid of things or like compile them in the folders? And you guys were like, um, yeah, please go for it. Any level of organization we have is because of Paige. Let's be really honest, at least in my world, that seems to be the case. I love a good Asana tool. If anyone loves project management, Asana is the key to my success. I guess my real question for you, Paige, is do you ask if things bring you joy? Um, I don't know. (laughs) 
I feel like I, I would say no at the moment. And then three months later, I'd be like, well, where's that shirt that I threw away? And now I want. Oh my gosh. Since you mentioned shirt, I feel like we have to tell people about your, like your style clothing app, because I feel like that's a perfect, perfect (laughs) description of your personality type. Yes. Uh, Yes. Please tell us about your app. Cliff Notes version. Okay. So it's called Style Book. I've had this app since, oh my God, high school, maybe. So at least, at least eight years, let's say. And essentially what you do is you take a photo of your, your individual uh, clothing items, and then it'll be on the app. So you can create, um, (laughs) I'm seeing Kelly's face right now. Um, You can create outfits and then you can put those outfits on the calendar so you know what you're going to wear the next day. And it helps me with organizing and it helps me with knowing my budget of what I'm spending and a whole lot of things. So I'm going to let Kelly jump in. Okay. I will say that when we were like going into the office and actually wearing real clothes, I would try to plan out for the week what I was going to wear, but I would never, ever want to take a picture of every single item of clothing that I have to plan out that far in advance. So yeah, that definitely fits your personality type for sure. And for all of you like analyst nerds out there, Paige, doesn't it, don't you record how much you paid for something and then it analyzes how many times you've worn it to see like, like the true like value of it and if you're getting your money's worth? Oh yeah, I love a good deal. I don't, I rarely spend full price on something. So when you do upload it, you do have like the price and then you can see how much you've worn it. So some of my items are like worth like 50 cents at this point because I've I've essentially worn it so much that it's been worth the cost of it. So um, yeah, little tip there. <laughs> I would probably throw up if I saw how much I paid for things and wore them like once. I know, and that is really sad because I've done that a few times and it's kind of disheartening. Paige, I was gonna say this is where we differ because I thought this sounded really cool in theory and I did download and pay for it and then I have yet to use it and I don't know how long this has been but it definitely was before quarantine which means it's been months at this point so disappointed in myself. I may or may not have had a few friends do this because of me selling them on the idea and no one has executed it fully. Mm. Well, maybe this is a good transition to talk about Sarah's um, personality type, ISFP, the adventurer. So maybe we'll find out why this app didn't work so well for her. Well, in theory, the adventurers are thought of as one of the happiest personality types. I think that's true, but I also think that it works on the opposite end and I can be one of the like angriest because I think they have a lot of passion and passion can work both ways, right? Like it can be like fuel and happiness little bubbles or it can be anger and fire and I don't know. There's a little like revenge part there. Um, as far as strengths, they're thought of to be charming, sensitive to others, imaginative, passionate, curious, artistic and flexible. But on the opposite side, our weaknesses tend to be fiercely independent, unpredictable, easily stressed, overly competitive, some fluctuating self-esteem, and spontaneous, which I don't know if that's a weakness. I don't know. That one could go both ways, I guess. I don't think that one's a weakness, actually. I was just thinking that. I don't think that's a weakness. And in addition, like, I have to add, like, the charming and sensitive to others and imaginative, like, all of that speaks to you to a T. Like, 
you are all of those things. You're so like funny and charming. Like we mentioned before, the happy little bubbles. If you didn't hear that in our first episode, go listen to it. Um, very imaginative and creative. I feel like Sarah's like, she has all these like creative ideas. And I believe you, I mean, Sarah, you are an artist. You went to school for, I can't remember the name of it, but it's drawing like anatomical, accurately correct medical body parts <laughs> scientific illustration i think is what you're looking for okay there we go that's I mean, what i'm looking for it was one of those like lovely liberal arts degrees where they let you get a degree in whatever you want so i was like i'm gonna do art and science and they're like okay and then you graduate and you're like i don't know what to do with my life so it's not always great to follow your passions but it did work out. I mean, marketing, it does say careers of the adventurer fall into marketer, artist, teacher, scientist, designer, chef. So I do think I felt that like pull, push and pull of like art and design, but also the sciences and biology. And I think they're a lot more connected than you would think. I don't know. For me personally, I feel like I'm good at finding the correlations or relationship between things that seem unrelated. Um, if that makes sense, and then pulling them into the current environment. So this one has heard uh, some people with very mixed personalities. Like you have all the way from Frida Kahlo to Britney Spears to Michael Jackson to Marilyn Monroe. And I can't really, in my mind, envision all those same people with the same personality type. So it's that's hard for me. Oh, nor do I see myself really in any of those people as part of the problem. That you was going to be my connection. question, Sarah. I was going to be like, are you Britney Spears or Frida Kahlo? Which one are you? I'm afraid of being either. I don't know. I'm indecisive. Is that up there? I don't see that as one of my things, but definitely a personality trait. I do actually think that is one of the traits of your personality type. I do think indecisiveness is on there somewhere. When I think of your... Um... not fiercely independent you're overly competitive I think about you telling us I don't know maybe like a month or so ago about when um you said you would stay up really late in like elementary school working on like science projects and your mom and dad would be like Sarah go to bed (laughs) but it was like 2 a.m and you were like collecting leaves in the yard or something I don't know maybe I made that up but like (laughs) no it's True. It was like our leaf collection. Didn't you guys do like a leaf collection in like fifth or sixth grade? I don't know if kids still do those things. Maybe they don't. But it was like I created the cover for the binder and I collected like the little tiny leaves so that I could make my own glorious tree in the little trunk bark. And I was like hot gluing. And then like I did this cool like mitochondria like circus tent with like Playmobil things where different animals and circus trainers were the different cell parts and pieces. In my mind, it made sense. Maybe it doesn't. (laughs) Clearly, all of our, like, blank faces are like, we have no idea what's happening right now. Play school toys, mitochondria, like. I feel like I remember getting leaves, but I think I literally went to my backyard and was like, here's three leaves. This is my project. And was done. Oh, no. Like, we drove. Well, I'm from up north, as I call it, right? Northern Michigan, which has lots of leaves and trees. But, like. We went to the state hospital where they, like, have plaques on the trees that tell what they are so you can get the special ones, like the ginkgo biloba or ginkgo. Is it just a ginkgo? I know, ginkgo biloba is a supplement, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, 
and like tamarack like we go drive along into marshy areas and get tamaracks I was probably a really annoying child to have like I was like no <laughs> you have to get the most was I anyone remember. else in your class this into it or just you uh, I feel like my best friend was too so we probably like weirdly egged each other on or complimented each other and made our parents drive us everywhere like likes like <laughs> Yep. Well, the other thing, Sarah, I was going to say is when you said ginkgo, is it ginkgo tree? Yeah. That's yeah. the one with like the cool little fan leaves. I mm-hmm. remember this tree very distinctly because my brother had to do a leaf collection. I think I got out of it. So essentially what you're getting out of this is that Sarah really puts her heart into everything that she does and she takes it to the next level because we may have like, okay, this is the project. This is what we're going to do. But Sarah kind of dives in a little deeper, if you can tell. So that's a good way to say that, Paige, that she really puts her heart into everything that she does because that has just shown with our community that she has created within the marketing team and people who are not even part of our clients that they just, you know, gravitate towards her. And even with, you know, we get emails from people or they're excited when they get to an event and they go, oh my God, I get to meet the Sarah Garrity. Like she just, you know, gives that, that vibe off that everybody wants to be around her. We also include Sarah's face and like picture in the emails that we send. And she has, you can't see her, obviously, on these podcasts, but, like, she has the cheeriest, happiest face, and she just looks like a delightful person. So, guys, that people kind of run up and say, oh, my gosh, the Sarah Garrity, I get to meet you. And, like, she has a very inviting, charming demeanor about her. Well, you're not afraid to get to know these people because they're not just clients or customers in your mind. It's you really want to build that community. And so people actually send you wedding photos and photos of their babies and like just announcements that it really touches home that Sarah has a heart and she really wants to make sure that these people feel heard and seen. All right, so now that we've talked a lot about ourselves and you guys have a better idea of who we are and what our personalities are and our strengths and weaknesses, we wanted to dive into how we've used these results for our team to fill in some gaps and then also how you can lean on your strengths and um, overcome some weaknesses and some tools that you can use to fill in the gaps on your team. So um, first, let's dive into how to lean into your strengths. As an example of something we've done on our team, we talked a lot about Paige's organization and how she has many, many skills and tools to help keep herself organized and us as a team. So like she's kind of become our designated note taker, our designated um, like Asana board manager, like whenever there's something that involves organization, we're like, all right, Paige got this. She's our girl. So like I'm thinking about one time when we were like packing for that huge event we've talked about that we host. And when we go to this event, we have like, I don't know, 50 something boxes. So she's the one that's recording in either like Asana or Excel, like box one has this banner, this banner, this campfire setup, and whatever, like this roll of tape in it. So she's our girl when it comes to that. And then, um, what else have we done? Like Sarah's our designated like gift giver kind of so because she's so creative and she has so much like empathy for people and she really is so thoughtful. She's kind of our go-to girl when it comes to things like that. 
I would also add that Sarah is the go-to for brainstorming. So whether we're working cross-functionally, like whatever it is that we're doing, if the activity requires kind of thinking creatively and getting some initial ideas and really brainstorming from nothing, Sarah's perfect for that. So we always will loop in Sarah and say, can you come to this meeting? Can you help us get this off the ground and start by just throwing some ideas at the board? And I would say Charlotte is our person we go to when you have this huge, humongous project and you don't know how to break it down. She is excellent at taking something that seems unaccomplishable or unimaginable unimaginable anyways (laughs) and turning it into tiny little steps that are like actionable and that you can start today and tomorrow and work to accomplish the large goal I literally just helped Matt do that yesterday with something and he was like I can't even break this down and I was like actually I now know that this is a strength of mine I was like if you have this come ask me like I enjoy it I actually I think it's fun. And since Callie's new to our or newer to our team, she's really that good outside perspective when we have something that we're kind of in the weeds and we really need that person to be like, oh, that actually doesn't make sense. Or she asks the questions that we don't think of. So everyone kind of has their own strength and we definitely lean into those, like we said. And so it might be smart for you to think about what are your strengths individually and as a team and what can you lean into each other? How can you fill your weaknesses with your team members? And I will mention this again, because this is something that is so, I feel like it's ingrained in me at this point, but like attention to detail. This is another very specific example, but I am not great at attention to detail. So I need someone to proofread things. If they're going out into the world and the universe for other people to read and see, I always have to run them by another person. And most likely that's Sarah, because that's going to be her, that's her strength. And she's very good at that. So start thinking about where do you need help and support and who can you lean on and go to? Like I know, for example, too, that Kelly, you're always going to be brutally honest. Like, so if I need feedback on something or I need your input, like I need an outside perspective or input, like I know that you will be 100% honest and you will not sugarcoat things. And that's really helpful because everybody needs that person that will be their loving critic that isn't going to rip them to shreds, but will be very honest and constructive. So Charlotte kind of touched on of, We lean into our strengths, but also it's how to improve your weaknesses. So we do fill each other's voids and gaps with those types of things. But it might be smart for you to look at your weaknesses and see if you can try and improve them or just be aware of them for people to know. Like if you're not task oriented, maybe try and find like technology solutions. I loved a good planner, but I was kind of worried that no one else on the team could see what was in my planner. So we transitioned to Asana. Everyone could have their communication and see what's going on. So those are things that you could kind of try in your own team. And then if there's something that your team isn't, or your team members aren't able to fill when it comes to recruiting, then you might know what you're looking for. Like if you are a team full of creatives and you don't have anyone being the ringleader to get you guys to like make a decision and stay organized and things like that, then you'll know, okay, so this next position that we have, like they probably need to be like something more like that executive personality type. So I don't know if it's legal to have people take a personality test before you hire them or whatnot, but you might be able to dive into that in the interview a little bit more and put that as someone that you're looking for. I think it's helpful to know what your weaknesses are so you can make yourself more self-aware, right? And from there, 
that's how you can do your professional development is to focus on those things that you need to personally get better at. One of my favorite books that Charlotte recommended was Insight by Tasha Yurick. And that really helps you understand yourself at a different level and understand other people and how you're probably not as self-aware as you think you are. And um, I don't know, Charlotte might have more to add to that, but it was a very like self-motivating, self-empowering book that helped me have a different perspective on myself in areas that I could probably improve to make myself and the team better. And Katie might have things to add too, because I know Katie read it. I probably talked about this book for like two years and I think people were super sick of hearing me talk about it, but it has so many important points and helps you really reflect on who you are, how you do things, how you interact with others, how others perceive it and how you perceive yourself. And it's one of those things that it can really open your eyes to say, how am I impacting the people around me? How am I helping others be successful? How am I helping myself be successful? And as you realize those things, you can start to take those baby steps to make change and become more self-aware. Because if you don't have that, you're kind of running blindly throughout life. And that applies to more than just work. And it's a very, very helpful book. And I learned so much from it. I can't even, I actually used a term from it. I called Kelly a loving critic. You need to have these people around you who will be honest and open because they care about you, not because they want to criticize you. It's a really awesome book. I would highly, highly recommend. So one of the things that Insight is really good for is helping you understand how you work as a team. And the Myers-Briggs test or 16 personalities will help you understand yourself and others in terms of communication. Because without communication as a team, you're going to fall apart. You have to be on the same page. You have to be able to have a conversation and get aligned. So it helps you understand how does somebody receive feedback? How do they like to be recognized? If you have to ask someone to do something that you know might be out of their comfort zone. How should you approach it? If you need to encourage somebody, how do they like to be encouraged or motivated? Um, it all comes down to communication and understanding how somebody will react to something due to their unique makeup and characteristics. And you say how people like to communicate. For an example, I'm very task-oriented. That's what my personality type does or is, I guess, and that's how I like to receive my tasks. So when someone wants to assign me something, Instead of just telling me in person, one-off, I really appreciate them sending me an email or assigning me a task in Asana because then it's actually there. I can see exactly what the details are. I know what the date is, when it's due. And I think one of the things Charlotte mentioned was what motivates someone. And that reminded me of the book Switch by Chip and Dan Heath um, because they talk about the rider and the elephant and the rider is like your head and the elephant is your heart and you also have to direct them on a path so you have to appeal to all aspects of someone's personality and the more you know about them and how they work the more you can use that to appeal to them and make sure everyone's moving in the same direction as one team well and especially because as you're working together with a group of people you have to be able to influence individuals and make sure everybody does get aligned and gets on the same page because everybody's going to have differing opinions everybody's got different ideas on how you should proceed and move forward and what you should do and take action on and in order to make that all come together and be cohesive you have to understand like sarah said how are people thinking how do they emotionally feel and taking all of that into consideration because it's not just about it it's not just about the the head or the the rational aspect it's also emotion which i think can easily get overlooked in a business environment 
So things that we wanted to kind of bring to light and for you to think about as a team before you walk away from this episode is how does your team like to communicate? If you're having a conflict, is there a way that you can communicate better as a team? Do you have any leadership traits on your team that you can elevate and kind of highlight? Um, what motivates people, like Sarah said? Uh, how do people like to receive and give feedback? That's a big one. We kind of run into that a few times too. Like everyone likes to receive feedback differently. Are people feeling heard or recognized? At our company, we have a lot of recognition awards and that might be something that someone could kind of give at your company and kind of feel a little like, oh, you know, someone actually saw that I did a good job. Like it's just a small action that really goes a long way. And the last one is how do you individually manage your team? Because Charlotte's our leader, she tries to take into account our personality types when she leads with us because we like to receive things differently. So there's just a few things that you can take away from this. And I think we're ready to dive into key takeaways, right? Or if anyone else has something. Nope. I think some of the main things we really want you to walk away with in this episode is we want you to leverage personality tests. And maybe it's not 16 personalities. There might be something else out there that you gravitate towards. But how can you leverage it to help you communicate better as a team and understand the individuals that you work with on a regular basis better? And then also, what type of marketing team are you? How are you aligned or misaligned? And where are some of your maybe knowledge gaps or uh, characteristic gaps, if you will? And how can you leverage a personality test to dive into that and understand what the landscape of your team looks like? And also, how do you become a closer and more effective team by knowing your personality uh, strengths and weaknesses? because it's one thing that can really bring you together. If you know that you can lean on somebody to help fill your weakness and you can count on them, then you're ultimately going to become stronger and you're gonna be able to work together better. And last but not least, what personality are you? Are you a Paige? Are you a Sarah? Or are you a Kelly, Charlotte, Katie combo? <laughs> um, if you are an ENFJ, I would be curious to know because I wanna see who else fits into our little like rare category. So, and I know we mentioned as a team, but let's say we mentioned this back in a couple episodes before that you could be a team of one or you could be a team of multiple people. So I still think that even if you are a team of one, it's still beneficial to take this and understand what your actual, you know, strengths and weaknesses are. Because you might think that you are, you know, really good at something and then maybe you'll find out that you're really not. So I think it still is helpful even if you are a team of one to take this. And I mean, we're we're adults. We're not necessarily going to be changing personalities drastically in the next couple of years. So I would really take a look at your strengths and try and build on those and then try and fill some weaknesses or have people from your team fill those. Well, and something I want to add there to build on our conversation about Tasha Yurick's book, Insight, is once you take it, maybe you run it by a couple people that are close to you that know you really well and say, does this make sense? Like, does this align? And do you see these things? And that way you can start to gauge whether or not you maybe fit into some of the, I don't want to call them stereotypes, but these things are pretty accurate. But they are there also could be some things that maybe you've honed your skill sets on and you've gotten better. And maybe the test says it's a weakness, but really it might be a strength for you. So definitely go out and find those people who will be honest and caring about you um, or to you that will share real feedback about the test and what aligns and what doesn't. So if there's anything you take away from this episode, 
We'd really love you to go take that 16 personalities test. We will share the link with you and share your test results with us and tell us if you think they're right, if you don't think they're right, and maybe we'll have a good conversation about it. And after you take the test, have your coworkers do it too and see if you guys are able to better communicate because of this and use it to build out your team. And, you know, just we can maybe throw this in there. If anybody else out there is also an executive and is interested in the app that Paige was referring to, maybe we can also mention that as well if they want to download that. What up, executives? <laughs> I think that's all we got for you guys today. So thanks again for listening to Wine and Whiteboards. Thanks for listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. For show notes, links, templates, and other resources, visit our Instagram page at Wine and Whitebirds Podcast. And while you're there, follow us to get more hacks and occasional wine-themed humor. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would take a minute to leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you can continue listening to our marketing tips and design tips. Cheers! Cheers.